0: Hey, hey, hey. I'm back in the building. What's going on? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. So grateful to be back after taking a week off last week. I am Tawana, a.k.a. Reverend T. And I am your host and your curator. What's up, Tammy? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. So those of you who are just joining us, this is uh, Facebook Live, and we also broadcast this as a podcast. We are all about community, so there are times when I will insert other people's voices into this narrative because it's not just about me, but it's about me being about you and you being about me because we are inextricably bound and we got to make some things happen in these trying times. So we're going to chat a bit, chop it up for about a half an hour, and Feel free to comment, feel free to say, hey, feel free to just chill and just watch. And hopefully this will bring you some joy. And at the end of this, we will breathe together because we definitely don't want this to be any type of triggering moment for anyone. So we are in this together. Ashe, what's up, Tony? Sending so much love to you and to Reggie. I saw that you posted an update, but I didn't get to see it yet, but I will take a look after this broadcast. What up, Cordio? How are things in Texas, Courtney? We know that Texas has, uh, you know, they're still recovering from the power outages due to the storm. And (sighs) what's up, Jarita? How are you? I'm glad you made it. I won't call you my nickname. That's between us, okay. All right, I love you. I'm glad you made it. Good to see you. You just you and Tammy make me smile. All of y'all make me smile. Y'all are just so wonderful to join this village. Um, oh oh, praise report, praise report and prayer for the family that donated the heart. I don't know if if many of you know. Um, Tanisha Alexander, who joins us um, every Tuesday. Um, her husband uh, was on the heart on the heart transplant list, and they have been very transparent on their healing journey on Facebook. And Tanisha has been very. Um, transparent through her makeup and why she paints for Reggie, her husband. And she just said, we got the heart, he is in surgery now. So if we can pause and wherever you are in this moment, we just pray for healing. We pray that that the spirit of healing just goes through the hands of the surgeon, the anesthesiologist, the nurses, anyone that comes into his space, to his children, to his wife, all of the prayers just coming and 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 bringing energy into that surgery into the the operating room we just pray that your will be done god and that you we know that you are a healer you are a provider and we pray for the family that had to lose someone in order for someone else to live and we're so grateful for the circle of life that keeps us going and keeps us moving and grateful for that family for their sacrifice. So God, we just thank you. And we look forward to continued praise reports from Tanisha. Reggie, we love you. God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Ashe and amen. Wow. Wow. Hey, Mother Carolyn. Thank you. (laughs) She said, looking gorgeous. Is trying to be like the folk on my feed, you know. Whoo, uh, Tashana, what's up, fam? My fam is just coming in on today. I am so grateful. Hey, brother. Yes, praise God. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Um, so grateful. Let Let's just stay along that that vein. Um, we we are um. I think two weeks ago I did share like I had a PET scan and then I had to go for the uh, breast MRI because uh, I had like scar tissue and they just wanted to make sure, you know, it wasn't nothing and it wasn't nothing. So Ned and I are still together. Thank you, God. Um still no evidence of disease, still taking care of myself, still resting, still writing this dissertation proposal. Lord, have mercy, the iterations of edits that happen are unbelievable um whew, yeah um um I'm, I'm overjoyed right now, I am over joyed uh mother Carolyn says um yeah she she is in in prayer with us and thanking god for for the heart um Reggie we just we love you, and we are sending so much love your way um yeah, so when we are in the midst of right when we're in the midst of this pandemic we are in the midst of racial injustices we are in the midst of this uh partisan war um we're in the midst of 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 just hate and and trolls and and things right i i just tanisha says thank you to everyone just needed to insert that into this beautiful healing narrative um and while we're in this healing space, while we're in this healing space um i i i had um, I was watching the view on yesterday. I don't watch much of the news i just I just don't. I get my news from my cousin Alex or certain people on Facebook that I know are gonna that's going to post some substantial stuff and not just nonsense that's just going to take my energy away. Um, So I was watching The View on yesterday, and I just want to speak the name of Elijah McClain. Um, Cordy, I'm going to come to you in a minute. Um, actually, no, I'm going to put yours on the screen right now because Courtney is in Texas. Um, grateful that there was no damage to her home. There is still numerous folk without water and displaced due to busted pipes, um, and other services and sh- so court, Courtney, if there's anything that we could do as a community to help, if you know, because you're, you're there, please let us know. And, and we will definitely, um come together to 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 help. Um, did I shout out my brother Larry? Because I love him. If I did, I'd do it twice. Okay. So um, on a, a somber note, but also a healing note as well. Um, Elijah McClain, e- those of you who don't know, um, Elijah, Elijah McClain, I was living in Denver at the time and Aurora is the next city over. And Elijah McClain was murdered um, by the police. Um Again, another like Trayvon Martin story, just walking down the street from the store, he was a beautiful soul, beautiful spirit, played the violin, loved animals, loved people, had faith in humanity. If we could just clone him and multiply him tenfold um and 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 they 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 killed him, they stopped him, and they ended up um injecting him with ketamine um, for like a 200 pound person or something. And he was like all but 140 pounds. And at the time, 23 years old, his birthday just passed. He turned, um, 25. Um, um so I saw the video for the first time. Now I lived in Denver while all of this was happening. And I saw the activists like Lindsay Minter, keep Elijah's name at the forefront. She kept the blood on the hands of the perpetrators. She spoke truth to power. She continued to fight, continued to fight. And The View interviewed Elijah McClain's mother, and we're going to speak her name, Shanine McClain. And we want to send some love, light and healing to her as well, because she is very clear that this was a heinous murder, the heinous murder of a beautiful young man um, unjustly. And they are fighting for justice. They are still fighting for justice. They will not stop fighting for justice. So we send love and light to that family and to those activists and, and those in, in, in the courthouse who need to make decisions. And, and we pray that those uh, police officers and the Shanine, uh, Miss Shanine, was very clear even those who stood by and watched like firefighters and others who were bystanders no bueno she said they need to be punished for just standing by and and watching um if if you get a chance to watch the interview on the view just be prepared because they do show the video um but um yeah, it's it's something that we need to know. Um, hey Julie, yeah, love to Shanine. She we just send love to her. Um, losing a son in such a heinous way, um I, I can only imagine. Um and it, it breaks my heart and they need to be held accountable. That's right, Jackie. Accountability, accountability is is the call right now for justice. So we send healing, love, and light to the McLean family. And to, and I'm sure there are other activists out there that are fighting, but Lindsay Minter just continues to come up on my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. So we're going to send love and light to her. Um, I remember when uh, the police were shooting rubber bullets and, and tear gassing uh, protesters um, in Denver and she was hit in the mouth with rubber bullets and had to sustain like a couple of surgery or some dental work. And just just the, let's send some love and light and healing to, to Lindsay and her family as well. Whew. Whew. Yeah. There's healing that's still happening in the midst of this pandemic. And even the healing that doesn't necessarily happen in a way that we would prefer that it happens. We don't want to lose our loved ones um earlier than we would like them, right? Um we, we don't want to lose any of our loved ones, even if our loved ones lived a long and full life. We we want our loved ones here on this side with us for a very long time. And unfortunately we are all um terminal people. We we just don't live forever, right? So let's let's remember, um, during these times of of healing in the midst of this pandemic, that we have an opportunity to um, to create and and to switch the narrative. And Mother Carolyn is reminding us, um, let's remember to breathe. Let's remember to breathe. Breathing reminds us of life. Breathing connects all of our feelings and our being and all of that together, breathing, helps to sustain not only us but to sustain others because there's this reciprocal action that happens when it comes to breathing we give life to the elements and then the elements then give life to us like the trees and so so that breathing is so important and then breathing also helps us to clear our minds or to settle our minds or to put us in a space of focusing on us and our own well-being So if we just pause and we just take a deep breath, and there's so many different ways that we can breathe, so many uh, ways through meditation that we can breathe. Um, We can breathe by counting. We could breathe by holding our breath going up, holding our breath going down. There's trauma-informed breathing. There's so many different types of breathing, which is why it's so important that we focus on mental health and our well being, because there are so many things out there that we may not know. And then when we know and we learn, it helps us to live and live life more abundantly, even in the midst of chaos. I was reflecting this morning on the pandemic, and I was reflecting on how I'm just loving all of this Black girl, ma- Black magic period that's happening, but especially for Black women who are really flourishing and coming out and really going against the status quo um, and creating, co-creating, whether it's clothing lines, whether it's um, body butters, whether it's stuff for our hair and our skin, whether it's, um, you know, starting their own restaurant or running for office or whatever it might be, there is something happening in the atmosphere that is pushing us ahead and propelling us forward for the greater good because we as black women, we, we don't have this white supremacy thought where it's either or like if I take the power you know, I'm, I'm taking my power and I'm taking from someone else no, as Emily Towns says it's power with and not power over, so I, you can have your power but your power should not be denigrating, your power should not be demeaning, your power should not be dehumanizing and we take that power and and then we move forward and we use that power to empower others. Tamika says, because when black women do well, we all do well. And I saw that post. Absolutely. Hey, sis, good to see you. Yes, of course. And I'm I'm gonna take a page out of Mama Carolyn's book. You know, you gotta post your link for your jewelry. Um, I don't do um jewelry, Mother Carolyn is our She's the jeweler, right? She she makes it happen. Maybe I'll grow up one day, Lorma. I don't know. And I'll I'll make it happen. But you know, but just with Laura, with what she's doing with her jewelry. Um, I think that this is a time for us. Um, and as we see in the scroll in my shirt also says women who behave rarely make history. And we're not talking about misbehaving in a way that is detrimental to someone else. We are talking about um, not behaving according to the status quo. We are talking about behaving in a way that is good for us and good for our communities, which the status quo does not look out for us and does not have our best interests at heart. So when I think about women who behave rarely make history. We are talking about those that just fall in line with 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 what with racism and 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 white supremacy thought and and falls in line with the dehumanization and hypersexualization of women but now we are talking about women who are not behaving who we now have a vice president who is a woman first right the first woman period let alone the first woman of color my god today Use power to empower others that's what we do. That's the womanist way. I consider myself a womanist because I want to own and own my my capacity and my agency and who I be and how I show up in this world. I want to own that, and at the same time, I want to lift as I climb and I think it was oh Lord, don't I meant to look up this quote the other day and I didn't, but I think it was like the National Association for Negro Women. And it might have been Mary McLeod Bethune. And that was their theme, lifting as we climb. That's 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 it. That's it. You know, I I can't like Tamika said, if if I'm well, then everybody going to be well because we have been dehumanized and hypersexualized and denigrated and demeaned for so long if i do well everybody is going to do well hey mama lovey good to see you yes good to see you so when we talk about um women or men who behave really make history. We're talking about those who had the courage to go against the status quo, to insert their narrative in a narrative that often silenced us, to insert ourselves into a humanistic world that normally dehumanized us. We are trying to, we are, no, no, we're not trying. We are changing the game. We are changing the narrative. We are changing how this world is going to operate, which is why it's so important that we use. Use our voice in so many different ways. We use our voice to fight against the, the profits over people that are happening in Texas right now to make sure that what happened in Texas never happens again. We have an opportunity to make sure that in 2022, that in the midterm elections, that we no longer ignore the midterm elections, that we go out and we vote to make sure that those who are against us do not get voted in office. All of those people. People that voted against the impeachment of Trump, they are on the list. We must make sure that we vote for people who have our best interests at heart, not only in the presidential election, but the midterm election. And when we vote for judges and we vote for other people where other people think that these offices don't mean anything, but they actually mean a lot more when it comes to the thick of it it means so much more because if the president doesn't have um congress on his or her side <laughs> then no matter what the president tries to sign it can be vetoed or rejected or so so yeah so so we we are taking back our agency and what this pandemic is doing and i heard this on the view this morning is that it's really unveiling a lot of stuff it's unveiling a lot of stuff. <laughs> and that unveiling now, and we've talked about this on, on the broadcast and community. When we unveil stuff, we now acknowledge it and we can face it to fix it. And now it can be healed. If we keep it covered, yeah, once in a while, we got to keep it covered to protect it from any type of germs or anything and keep it clean. But after a while, that scar, that 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 opening, that that gash, that hurtful moment is going to have to be exposed so that the natural healing process can take place. Yeah. So that it can take place. So things are being uncovered and it may not feel too good. Because hurt people hurt people, right, Mother Carolyn? (laughs) So when someone is hurting and and they're afraid that their power is going to be taken away, then they tend to denigrate and, and to demean and disrespect. Another. And silence, oh man, my daughter told me the other day you know, when we talk about silence as violence, that doesn't only go for, um, white supremacist culture and white thought and white privilege, that goes for us as well. Allowing people to talk to you any type of way is sideways because you are afraid of X, Y, and Z. We need to find the language to be able to push back and not be fearful to 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 really challenge the status quo. But we got to do this together because yes, some people's jobs are at stake. Yes, some people's livelihood is at, at stake. Yes, it is a risk. And it's a risk that we don't want to take alone. It's a risk that we must take together. It's a risk where I must have your back and you must have mine. So when I call you in or call you out on the nonsense, on the dehumanization of me as a human being, I got to push back and say, nah, I'm not having that. And not operate out of fear and silence. So silence is violence. When we allow people. To just do what they do, say what they want when they don't get their way, they're, you know, disrespecting you or trying to diminish you and make you feel less than. But you got to know who you are and know that you are more than that. And you are so worthy. You are worthy of respect and honor because of your divinity and your humanity. You are so worthy. So worthy. Hey, Angela. Good to see you, beloved. Yes. Yes. So good to see you. So in this, I want to talk about something very quickly. Um, Lucille Clifton, I was introduced to the poet Lucille Clifton um, in a a, a preaching roundtable that, that I was a part of called Sealy's new song and Sealy's new song was through Princeton theological seminary. And they had, a a a preaching, um, cohort, if you will. And we would travel to Princeton and take classes and, and do different things. And Sealy's new song would just full of women of, of color, um, after we lost our dear beloved Amy to this side of life uh, due to uh, breast cancer. Um, But Celie's new song introduced me to Lucille Clifton. And oftentimes you'll find me reciting the poem. Um, um, Oh, gosh, now I can't think of the name of it. But it's something that killed uh, every day something tries to kill me and has failed. Right. So the poem is called Won't You Celebrate With Me? Um, so when you get a chance, take a look at it. Won't you celebrate with me? But there is a line in the poem that talks about, um, between, um, being between starshine and clay. And I actually have that on my wall. It was gifted to me. I actually don't even know who sent it to me. It was a gift and I'm, I'm so grateful, but starshine and clay, what, what, Clifton is saying and this is coming from um her her website the clay is the earth as is being used as a metaphor and then the lack of opportunity and and the lack of opportunity and the absolute reality so it represents the divide between opportunity and reality starshine and clay, between opportunity and reality. So if you notice, it's between, it's not an either or. So although that we are in the midst of reality that doesn't necessarily lift up black women, honor black women, protect black women, um, nurture black women, uphold black women, we are in between starshine and clay. So we have an opportunity Oh, thank you, Tammy. Yes, yes. She posted the the poem for me. Um, So when we're between starshine and clay, it's not an either or, but it's taking reality and creating that opportunity. So we are in between that moment where we can make a choice. We can make a choice. To do this ebb and flow between the two, between reality and opportunity, between reality and opportunity until opportunity becomes reality, until reality becomes opportunity. And it keeps that ebb and flow. It keeps going back and forth. So it's not this white centered, white supremacist either or. It is a both and both and has been in my spirit for the last couple of weeks when when someone a beloved does does something wrong it it's you are not the issue you are not the problem you are not the mistake you are a human being who has made a mistake and need to be held accountable yes and needs to reconcile and show some love and let's move together toward this healing. It doesn't mean either or where you did this, so you must be that. And that's where dehumanization comes in because you're no longer a human being. Now you are a criminal or now you are black or now you are an immigrant or now you are a Muslim. It it and it, and, it, and it, it it's not said in a powerful, enriching and uh, it or in a way that gives life. So today for women who behave re- rarely make history or men who behave rarely make history, um, we are between starshine and clay. So in the midst of the reality of this pandemic, we have an opportunity in the midst of all of the the racial ills that are happening and our black and brown beloveds being killed by police we have an opportunity for those who don't have health care and, and can't afford medicine, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to make a change and whatever that calling is for you, we can't do it all and be all to everybody, right? We can't be all things to everybody, but what we can do is really listen to our bodies and listen to where we are being called to serve because it is about serving because if I serve and you serve, everybody's gonna get fed everybody's going to get fed. So I need to make a decision on what road I am going down. What road is the divine calling me to serve? So our beloved Angela Bullock is a pastor and a reverend and a loving spirit and a giving spirit. Um, My niece Tamika is in the, the corporate world and she is in the trenches, speaking truth to power and doing what she needs to do to make changes. My other niece is a nurse and she is making sure that people are cared for. And Mother Carolyn is the preacher for the streets. She's a revolutionary. She is decolonizing scripture and being bold and audacious about it. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Mama Lovey, an activist and someone that pours life and speaks life into those that she loves and her beloveds, and she makes sacrifices, and the list goes on and on and on. We have an opportunity between starshine and and clay, with that reality and opportunity. Either opportunity becomes the reality, or reality becomes an opportunity. We can then move together in making the change that we need to make in this land called America that has never yet to be. The America that people are fighting for hasn't even existed yet. Hasn't existed yet. So we have an opportunity to create the America that's going to insert humanity. Um, I'll leave you with this. I had an opportunity to do um, a storytelling uh, for a, a, a national storytelling organization, and I talked about Griots. And the the one thing I don't live with many regrets. The the one thing that I did regret was when uh, a white man asked me a question, and I kind of fumbled on the answer because I felt that I had already answered the question throughout my storytelling. And instead of saying that, I tried to come up with another answer that would appease him, if you will, or answer his question. And there are times when I don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anyone anything. Think about what is being called and what is being required. And then we are called to respond in an unapologetic, authentic self and not to be fearful of the status quo. We are here to dismantle that. It's really the people who created, it's their job to dismantle it. But in the meantime, I'm gonna dismantle the hurt and the pain and the degradation that I had to go through. And I'm gonna build a community full of love and honor and peace and joy and respect and to love one another Um, as we are called to love our creator. Um, Pastor Angela says, the America many are fighting for um, does not um, yet exist. That's right. And that's Langston Hughes has uh, has a poem called um, Let America Be America Again. Y'all forgive me. It's something like that. Y'all know if y'all Google it, y'all will find it. But anyway, listen, this is Tuesdays with Tawana. I'm your host and your curator, Tawana, Rev T. I love the comments. I love the engagement. That excites me because I'm not here to just talk for 30 minutes. I am here to insert different voices and narratives into this space so that we can all be between starshine and clay. And reality becomes opportunity and opportunity becomes reality. We do that together. So let us misbehave. Let us misbehave together and begin to make the change and be the change that we want to see. I love you dearly. Be blessed, be safe, holding everybody who is in the process of grieving right now and in various levels. We've learned through our previous podcasts that grieving is not only losing a loved one to this side. So we are praying that, um, we, we're praying for those who are grieving. We're praying for Tanisha Reggie and her family as Reggie is right now getting his, his heart. We are praying for those who are leading and out on these streets. We are pray, praying for Shanine McLean and the family of, uh, of Elijah McLean. And we're praying that justice is found. Breonna Taylor's anniversary of her death is coming up. Um, so we are praying for for her family as well. And we're praying that somehow justice will be served and the countless names that I could name and take hours to name, but we lift all of them up in love and peace and honor. I love each of you. I look forward to seeing you again on next Tuesday because it's my birthday. So we might do something a little different. I'll let y'all know. We might do a little Zoom thing so we can all celebrate life together, because just a year ago, I had a 50th uh, celebration, a surprise birthday party, and it was right before COVID. And I thank God that no one got COVID, my God today. So they all flew from New York, from Cali, from everywhere, came and celebrate. Those who were able came to celebrate with me. Those who were not able celebrated with me virtually. And then I had surgery. My God, two days after my birthday, and then the pandemic hit and shut everything down on the 13th. Shout out to D-Nice for holding it down for us for a whole year and keeping joy in our lives in the midst of this calamity and these tragedies. Love you dearly, brother. D-Nice, let's keep it going. You you kept us with some semblance of joy, even when we didn't know what the heck was going on. So listen, I'm out. I love y'all. Y'all enjoy. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Get your vaccine if that's what you choose to do. Either way, wear your mask. Stay safe. I love you dearly. And until we meet again, later.